<clears throat> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Autism Mom Life podcast, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm your host, Joni, too, and this podcast is a safe place where, just like the spectrum that autism is, we will cover a different number of topics. This is a village for people who need support and a place to educate those whose lives are impacted by autism. So let's share our stories, success, and failures alike to help each other grow. I'd like to start off with a little introduction of myself. Excuse me. I'm 38 years old, and I'm married, and my husband and I have seven beautiful children. Um, And two of those children are on the autism spectrum. Our son, Cash, who is 12, um, was diagnosed when he was 26 months old, and he has a level three support, which is the highest level of need. And then another one of our sons, Colt, who is eight, he was diagnosed at two and a half, and he is a level two support. He needs substantial support, but his needs are not as high as Cash, and we'll get into that later. I wanted to create this podcast um, in order to create a community where people can come together and talk about everything autism, Um, our experiences, our thoughts, um, what's worked for us, what hasn't. Um, So let's first talk about what is autism. I want to start off by saying, This book right here, the Autism Answer Book, I got this back in 2013 when my son was, when Cash was diagnosed. And this has been the biggest help. Um, It's by William Stillman. And so we're going to reference this a lot in um, this first podcast, especially. And I mean, it's just. It's got such great information in here, honestly. So, um, autism, it says the word autism is derived from the Greek word autos or self, as in autonomous. And it has been used to describe individuals who appear to be self-contained who or, or who exist in their own little world. An inner realm seemingly set apart from others. And I really can't think of a better way um, to describe it. It's a neurological, a neurodevelopmental disorder um, that wires are crisscrossing the brain, so to say. Um, and let me preface by saying I'm, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychologist. All of these opinions um, are of my own. If I do use a source, I will reference it. Um, So, um, but when you think about a person with autism, you really think about them being to themselves. You know, um, most of the time they, well, I can only speak from my experience, okay? So with Cash, he very much keeps to himself. He was um, more... I don't say more verbal at a younger age, but, um, because that's, that's a catch 22. 
anyway, um, he, how can I put this? Cash does exist in his own little world, okay? And Colt also does to an extent. Now, Colt is more verbal and more social. So it was hard for some in our lives to accept that Colt was also autistic because he was not at the same level of ca as Cash. All right. <clears throat> so I want to talk about some common misconceptions that I had. Um, my husband and I were just talking about this earlier. Is, you know, I had never really been around anybody with autism or had, um, or had, anyone who had an autistic child. I had one coworker that I knew of that her son was autistic. Um, and, but like he had some words. So, um, with cash, I missed the signs. Um, my family saw the signs. They recognized it long before I did. And fortunately we were able to get him early intervention um, we started speech therapy and play therapy and occupational therapy right after his diagnosis. Um, but prior to all of this uh, entering my life, the only experience or knowledge I had about autism was Rain Man. You know, um, some say that Albert Einstein was autistic. Um, so my idea right, of what autism was, was this quirky, super smart, could count toothpicks if they fell on the floor, um, person. And that is the case in, in some individuals on the spectrum. That's not the case for everyone, right? Um, you have some individuals who are completely nonverbal, who only have sounds, um, that rock and, um, have a lot of self-stimulatory behaviors on up into adulthood. And then you have some individuals who, without having any knowledge of autism, you wouldn't recognize that they were autistic because they're able to, um, mask or they, their symptoms are not as severe. So, and, and that's the reason that there's a spectrum, okay? It's not just, you know, with, with certain genetic disorders, that individuals have a look about them, I guess you could say. Autism is not that way. And um, I don't remember the name of the book, but years ago, I read a book, and in it, it said that people with autism are betrayed by the appearance of normalcy. And I have found that to be very true in um, the case of my children because people see them on the outside and, and think, oh, they should behave or they should act this certain way like a neurotypical child would do. And it doesn't take long to figure out that my children don't fit into that box. And um, that, that has been, that has caused some stress and anxiety for us in certain situations. So if, if you fall into that category, you're not alone. Um, so, 
All right, next. Um, I want to talk about a couple of these parents, okay? So, a lot of families have issues actually getting the diagnosis. And I can actually speak to that as well. So, with Cash, um, we went for his um, 18-month check. Now, my family members had... Excuse me. My family members had mentioned concern to me about um, him possibly being autistic. And, okay, I heard it, but it didn't click, if that makes sense. So, I I acknowledge their concerns, but as far as, like, diving into or researching anything or anything of that nature, I really, I left it alone. Um, and the family, my family started bringing concerns to me when he was 16, 17 months old. And okay. So this is a child. Now remind, uh, let me remind you. So Cash is my oldest biological child. Okay. Um, I have some bonus kids who are older, but Cash is the first baby I give birth, gave birth to. And so he's my baseline for everything. Um, as far as motherhood and parenting and, and what a child should do or what a child shouldn't do. Cash was my baseline. So that being said, um, and, and the same thing for uh, Cash's dad, you know, neither one of us had had children prior. So Cash was our first. Excuse me. So that being said, um, cash we would go to my mom and dad's house and he would lay on her kitchen floor and where the light beams would come in through the kitchen window and form a prism on the floor he would lay there and play with the rainbow with the prism on the floor and my mom had to guard her dryer because cash would chew the dryer lint now i was familiar with paca i thought oh my gosh maybe he has like some deficiency some mineral deficiency that he's wanting to eat this but what i didn't realize or what i didn't recognize to be different would was that he didn't eat it like he didn't ingest it he didn't swallow it it was simply chewing he chewed on it like a cow chews cud um and he would uh randomly burst out into laughter um and turn right around and be silent or bust out in some big like hysterics and in the middle of his hysterics he'd start laughing um he didn't really have any words So we, you know, there were a lot of signs, but because of our naivety and not understanding what autism was and not understanding that this is not normal or typical of a child at this age, we didn't recognize it. And so at his 18-month appointment, I took um, and asked the doctor I think she was, she was a family nurse practitioner. I asked her, I said, look, you know, my family has a lot of concerns. A lot of people are thinking that Cash might be autistic. And she looked at him and she said, he doesn't look autistic to me. So that delayed us getting intervention. Um, 
unfortunately. She did not give me the M chat that day, but I started my own research that day. Um, I started watching his behaviors. I started looking at what his behaviors should be and started recording different behaviors and trying to get him to respond to his name or make eye contact or repeat words or, and he had these repetitive um, movements with his hands and, you know, I started documenting all that stuff. So when his two-year-old appointment, his two-year check came, once again, I spoke to the doctor. I said, look, these are the behaviors we've noticed. I'm pretty certain he's autistic. Um, and again, I was met with, well, I don't really think so. So I said, look, give me the MCHAT. Um, for those of you who are not familiar with the MCHAT, it is a standard diagnostic tool given um, to toddlers in order to indicate uh, the potential for autism. And you can Google it and read about it, and yeah, you can probably find, find it online, I'm sure. Anyway, <clears throat> so I asked for the MCHAT at that appointment. And she gave it to me reluctantly, but she gave it to me. And I'll never forget her face when she came back into that room. She said, we have cause for concern here. And I said, thank you so much. I immediately called and got um, him referenced or him referred to the CDSA, um, which is an agency who helps with children with um developmental disabilities get the services they need as early as possible. They're like the people for early intervention um, where I'm at. So we got him in with them. We got a speech eval, an OT eval, and a psychological eval scheduled. Now, remember at this time, my husband was not on board. His dad at the time um, we were married, he was not on board with this. And it was literally the night before he, um, before Cash's psychological evaluation, we were folding clothes on the back of the couch. And I had told him all these reasons why we all thought Cash was autistic and why it was important to do this, that, and the other. And, um, so I finally, I, I changed my way of asking or trying to have that conversation. And I said, okay, I've told you all these reasons why I think Cash is why do you think he's not? And um, <clears throat> I'm so sorry, guys. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> excuse me. So he said, well, it doesn't matter if he is or not. He'll grow out of it. You know, he'll be fine. Um, you know, what can they do? you know, he's still our little boy. And, you know, he was in a lot of denial, which is very common. Um, there, everybody's, um, way to process that is different and it's okay. Whatever your way of processing is. Um, I am a person who, when we got his diagnosis, I was relieved because now we have an answer. We have something that we can research and learn about and, and work 
um, with. And, um, but not everybody is that way. Uh, I had heard the other day that one lady, after her, her son received his diagnosis, like she stayed, it, it, it took everything in her just to get out of bed and function for a year after his diagnosis. Because it does cause a grieving process. Um, and, and it did the same thing with Colt. Now with Colt, he was um, 13 months old. And all of a sudden, it was July 16 and of 2016. And he stopped sleeping through the night. He started rocking. And he, um, what else would it, it, he started flapping, rocking, and stopped sleeping through the night. And I knew then that he was autistic. Um, I don't think anybody else thought he was. Everybody else thought, oh, he probably just does that because cash. What made me think, it could be autism was that he did some behaviors that Cash didn't do and had never done. Like the rocking. Cash has never been a rocker. Cash is a spinner. He um, would run into walls to get that sensory input, but he was he's never been a rocker. And so um, with Colt, I had an even harder time getting um, him diagnosed in intervention because uh, it was just me, um, and I'm sure people probably thought I was crazy or that I was seeing things, that I, I was so invested in learning everything I could about autism that I thought I saw it in cult, you know. Um, fast forward to December at his um, two-and-a-half-year check. I mentioned it to his doctor. I said, look, I'm pretty certain he's autistic. Uh, I know it's not like it is with cash, but um, I want to get him evaluated. So, great, awesome. Okay, we can do that. Um, did the MCAT. Of course, it came back with some concern, but it was like borderline, you know. So, went ahead to the CDSA. They evaluated him. And because he just did miss the mark as far as his milestones go, like he was right on the border. And they said that they did not want to give him a diagnosis or a label because um, he, I'm sorry, that was at his 18-month check because he was born in June. That was in December. That was his 18-month check. I'm sorry. Um, but they said they did not, so January, he's not two months old. They said he, they did not want to give him a label um, or a diagnosis um, because they wanted to make sure it was not learned behavior from watching cash. So I was told that we should expect a word explosion, that he should start talking and all these things. And those things never happened. So fast forward um, another another year. So that following December, so now he's two and a half. Again, I said, look, these things didn't happen. We need an evaluation. He was diagnosed in February of 2017. 2017? 
no, February 2018, yes, sorry, is when Colt was diagnosed. Um, Colt is level two. Like I said, he's more verbal. He's more social. Now, he is socially awkward in his peer group, um, especially as he's gotten older. It wasn't as evident, you know, preschool, kindergarten, first grade, some in second grade, but now he's in third grade, and it's, there's a pretty big gap there. Um, so, that that was our experience in getting diagnoses. And so if you're out there and, and you're thinking, you know, well, how do I even know if I should have my child evaluated for autism? This is, this is coming from um, Mr. Stillman's book. Okay. Again, the autism answer book by William Stillman. This is a great resource. Um, another one I recommend is on my bookshelf. I'm not going to go get it is uh, the sensory diet. 80% um, of children with autism spectrum disorder also have sensory processing disorder. Now, a child can have sensory processing disorder and not be autistic, and a child can be autistic and not have sensory processing disorder. Typically, they do go hand in hand. So I'm just throwing that out of there. Um, <clears throat> so what Mr. Stillman says about this is it says, how do I know if I should have my child evaluated for autism? It says, do not be afraid or hesitant to approach your child's pediatrician if you feel your child is not meeting developmentally appropriate milestones. If you are a first-time parent, your pediatrician can fully inform you as to what to expect developmentally as your child grows and matures. I want to pause there. If you approach your pediatrician and you know there's something different about your child, get a second opinion if they do not agree. Do not take no for an answer. You are with your child 24 7, um, 365. Get a second opinion, okay? Because that could mean the difference in early intervention and delayed intervention. Um, so, something else it says is do you know other parents of same age children against whom you can compare typical child development? You know, we didn't have that. None of our, all of my friends, I think, had, very few of my friends had children at the same age I did. A lot of my friends had children before I did. So that wasn't very helpful to us. Um, so if, if you feel like anything is off with your child, you know your child best. Um, if the doctor does not agree, get a second opinion. Advocate for them. Um, because, you know, worst case scenario, you have an extra copay and you find out everything's fine. Or, or best case scenario. Or no, worst case scenario, really. Uh, best case scenario is you realize what is going on with your child and now you have the step you can get the steps in place to um, help them reach their highest potential and I want to just close with this so I've <clears throat> coined this phrase of late as of late <clears throat> be like thumper and that's kind of like that has come back up to me off and on through my whole life is be like Thumper. Remember when um, 
Bambi and Thumper and his mom and all the sisters were in the little garden and he was eating that purple flower and um Thumper Thumper said something and Thumper's mom said, Thumper, now what do we say? He's like, Yeah, if you can't say nothing nice, don't say nothing at all. I'm gonna leave you with that. Hashtag be like Thumper. I've enjoyed this. I hope you did too. Um, bear with me. You know, this is a learning curve for me. This is a new venture. Um, and I really hope that we together can create a wonderful community and, and share, um, share our autism journey with each other. May God bless you. Until next time, be like Thumper.